The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello and welcome back to another session of the Evolving Share Podcast with your host Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor, also known as America's number one mental wellness ambassador. I am the visionary and the founder of the Evolving Share Counseling and Consulting Agency right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we focus on servicing children and women who've experienced trauma, depression, anxiety, and literally all children and women issues. And of course, I'm the creator of the Evolving Share Podcast, which is currently named However, we are looking for a new title to rebrand. Our focus still will definitely be on everything mental wellness in the black and brown communities through one conversation at a time. But we're just, you know, looking to rebrand it with a new title. So if you have a title that you think would be bomb for the podcast, definitely send that to podcast at theevolvingchair.com. Um, Today, I will have a very special guest, um, and I'll read a little bit about him um, before he comes on. Daryl Williams is a medical coder for a New York City hospital. Over the past 10 years in the medical field, he has acquired advanced knowledge of human anatomy, physiology, clinical disease processes, pharmacology, and medical terminology as he learned about mental health and other diseases together with their clinical application. In 2016, Daryl was diagnosed with ADHD, which caused him difficulty in performing certain mental tasks. He slowly learned the five secret steps to improving his willpower in order to pursue grit to combat his ADHD. His first practice He first practiced these steps in the gym and eventually incorporated them into his everyday life. This is how In the Pursuit of Grit, Five Ways to Transform Your Mind, Develop Your Character, and Get the Body You Desire was created. Daryl's goal is to share these secrets with others so that they can also live up to their fullest potential and not be a casualty of mental disorders, procrastination, laziness, self-doubt, or discouragement. And we will be back with my special guest, Daryl Williams. Hello, and we are back with my guest, Daryl Williams. You want to say hi to the Evolvers, Daryl? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, so, Daryl, let's share with the listeners a little bit about your story, just growing up um, and being diagnosed with ADHD and all of that good stuff. Um, that my, my life always been, you know, struggling with, with school academically, you know, as far as not studying. Um, always say last minute. Um lack of time management. Always disorganized. And like just one day I was at work and I realized I'm doing the same thing over and over again, not really grasping the um, information. And I said to myself, you know what, something might not be right with me. Let me get evaluated. So one day I just went to a psychiatrist and I told him that I might have dyslexia. So I took a five hour intensive exam and after the exam results they said that I don't have dyslexia, hey ADHD. Mm-hmm. 
So I was blown away because I didn't know what was ADHD. I had to really research it to really know what it was. So that was really um, eye opener for me because it made me to be more self aware of myself and you know to really you know learn myself because I didn't know who I was. Hmm. And now, Daryl, so growing up, did your parents notice anything with just like the hyperactivity, the impulsivity, um, the lack of concentration and focus? No, there's nothing wrong with me. They just said that you need to apply yourself. But mm-hmm. uh, when we're growing up, I needed to really love something, to really focus at it. Mm-hmm. If I'm not really into it, I'm not going really be into it. So. They didn't really notice that at all. Okay. Did do you ever remember like teachers ever saying anything to you around those those certain elements? The only thing I, I could recall when I was in first grade and that the teacher was like, I almost got left back in, the, in, in first grade mm-hmm. because I guess I wasn't catch, I wasn't keeping up with the with the material that my mother said to me. Daryl, you need to really get your grades up because if you don't get your grades up, you're going to get left back in the, in the first grade. So I had to mm. do what I can to really get promoted. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, ADHD is one of those things, um, definitely in the communities of color, which is like one of those top mental health diagnosis um, that we see, especially among our black men. And one thing I know I... Um, see a lot of especially in the children I work with is that they might have the ADHD symptoms however um, it may be attributed to some kind of trauma they've experienced because those um, symptoms and behaviors mimic each other and so sometimes I feel like people are misdiagnosed with ADHD just because of the trauma Um, and so the symptoms again mimic that of ADHD do you feel like that could be you in a sense um, or have you ever experienced any like, trauma that you can remember? Like I always say to myself, you know what, I have ADHD, so I try to evaluate mm-hmm. where did it come from. Was I born with it? Was it environmentally yeah. acquired? Because, and I, I did research on like, I was born premature. They said a lot of mm-hmm. premature babies have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, I had a rough childhood, you know, living in a project in New York City. Mm-hmm. And maybe I, I'm not sure if that was part of the ADHD having that really right. um, tough childhood. So I don't know. It could be three things. It could be that I was a premature baby mm-hmm. that caused the ADHD, or it could be environmental acquired, or it could just be me being born with it. Like I, I really don't right. know. Yeah, so many different factors, right? And I think you know what's good, yeah. right, for us to like kind of reflect and evaluate all those pieces. And one thing I do know about individuals who are born premature, you know, that's still traumatic because now we're asking the bodies to work twice as hard, right? Um, Because your organs Mm -hmm. aren't fully developed. And so that in itself is traumatic for the body um, of a premature infant. So that, you know, that's definitely Mm -hmm. something to think about. Um, Now, Daryl, just like through your own um, struggles, um, and, and getting diagnosed as an adult, what was that like for you to be told, okay, it's not dyslexia, but it's ADHD as an adult? At first, when I heard that those acronyms come out the physician's mouth, I was blown away. I, I, 
for like a good five minutes, I felt mm-hmm. like I had a sense of hopelessness. Then I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'm going to fight this. I'm going to do the research on ADHD. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch videos. I'm going to read books about it and really try to learn about this disorder so I can master it. That was my ho- my, my intention. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, unfortunate that I, I learned that I had this when I'm 36 years old, but it's better sooner than later. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And also have self-awareness and not be afraid of like, okay, I have ADHD and not, not allowing that to um, hinder me anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and, and allowing it to take it as something that I, I could change, but don't let it be like a burden to me. Right. And now, so you got the diagnosis and you're doing all your research, right, to learn up on it and figure out, okay, how can I manage this? Um, did you share with your family right away? Yes, I shared with my parents right away, my siblings right away, mm-hmm. my managers right away, and my my parents were shocked. They and like, they said, "Wow, you have ADHD." I didn't know, you know, at the job they they was able to accommodate me based on my disorder, and yeah, everybody was welcoming. You know, I, I wasn't really fearful to tell anybody about my ADHD because I feel like. You know, it was nothing to, to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so everybody seemed to be on board and just like um, really um, sympathetic and compassionate. It sounds like. Um, what about your managers? Because I know sometimes, right, um, when we have these diagnoses and things like that, like we don't necessarily want to share with our employers. So what led you to want to share this diagnosis with your manager? Um, knowing, you know, the outcome could have been a little different and not as supportive. I said that with them just in case my my work reflects, mm. my ADC reflect that I'm, I'm messing up. So I wanted to let them know in advance that, okay, if I'm slacking at work, this is because of this. I want, I want to put a label on it. So, they, they, okay, okay, Dad, you have this um, disorder. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they were willing to accommodate me so uh, until I, I get better, you know. So I, that was my main thing. Not just keep keep it quiet to myself, but let mm-hmm. them know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. So being transparent. Right, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I know many individuals are opposed to using medication. Um, what are you doing to help manage you um, with your ADHD? And, like, what did you use initially or if anything at all? Initially, the psychiatrist recommended three books that I read. I thought the name of the three books. I read the three books. Mm-hmm. Also, I read other books, watched a lot of videos, a lot of audio books, a lot of, lot of um, journals, medical journals about ADHD. And also, I realized that all my life I was, I was self-medicating myself, going to the gym. And that, mm-hmm. that really helped as far as my ADHD symptoms. Hmm. Can you talk a little more about that piece of um, where you highlighted the self-medicating by going to the gym? Talk a little bit more about that and why you've defined it as self-medicating. Because learning more about ADHD, I realized that a person with ADHD, like myself, I need to be stimulated in some way. Mm-hmm. And the main way I was stimulated all my life was going to the gym, working out intensively, you know, picking up heavy weight, challenging myself in the gym. And then when I read that, you know, people with ADHD lack dopamine, 
I was blown away because working out increases dopamine. So mm-hmm. I was yeah. I was actually self medicating myself because if I'm if I'm lacking dopamine, I'm actually helping myself as I work out. So it was kinda like wow, like, you know, a discovery. Mm-hmm. So then I take it you didn't um take any medications. No, I didn't take any medications. No. Okay, so did at any point your psychiatrist say like, hey, you know, these medications could be beneficial or were you just completely like, nah, you know, I, I want to do things naturally, don't want any medicine? Yes, I told him, you know, I want to do natural, I want to medic. I want to take, I want to combat this ADHD naturally. Mm-hmm. I want to read up on ADHD and that, that's not an initial thing. So he recommended three books for me to read and also I read on my own research on my own and also I just I worked out okay that's good and you know I think um I definitely want to pose that other side of it just because um I work with individuals a lot um and sometimes you know I am when I'm having those conversations with parents I am definitely like you know maybe if they had a little bit of something this will help them kind of be a little more stable um for us to actually get get some work done within therapy for them to learn the skills um to help them be more successful you know something just to help them kind of be a little calm and stop their brain from racing so much um so you know but I think um it's individual right so it's like you got to do what you feel is best for you too at the end of the day you know so having those conversations you know if you are working with a therapist talk to your therapist about that like if you're thinking about medication or not medication having those conversations same with your physician you know having those conversations about both sides right because it's pros and cons to both you know yeah yeah, all depends on the individual. If somebody needs medication, they just should be on the medication to really combat them, combat their symptoms, especially if they're not going to the gym or especially if they just, you know, suffering severely. They need a the medication, they need therapy, and they should seek those those options. Mm-hmm. And now, Daryl, just like out of your own um, journey with ADHD, you wrote a book called In Pursuit of Grit. Talk to us about your book. Yes, um, I wrote a book called In Pursuit of Grit, Five Ways to Transform Your Mind, Develop Your Character, and Get the Body Desire. That book came solely based on my ADHD. You know, as I was doing, uh, as I was in the process of learning about ADHD, I learned more about myself. And I learned about certain ways to combat ADHD, you know, it, and that all solely came from working out in the gym. I learned so many tools that helped me with my ADHD symptoms, you know, as far as like, you know, facing fears. I learned that in the gym, like if, I'm, if I have heavy weights mm-hmm. in, my, in, in my hand, I can't, be, I can't be afraid to lift heavy weights because if I lift, the more I lift heavy, the stronger I get, you know, my self-talk. If I say to myself, I, I can't lift this weight, I'm not gonna lift it. So I, have to, I, have to, I have to have positive affirmation to really push myself and the, the intensive workout allowed me to, of course, you know, produce dopamine, which made me feel good, a pleasant feeling. So I said to myself, wow, these these strategies are actually working. You know, let me write a book to help other people with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or other people who just struggle with not being their best self. 
that's, that's where the book came about. And it was definitely founded just on your journey um, through the gym, because um, as reading the book, you reference um, the gym a lot. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are you hoping that people get out of reading the book? And is and I think too, I to add is- on there, I'm sorry, to add on there, too, is it a book? Because, you know, some people might be like, oh, is this for individuals that have ADHD or is this for anybody? The book is for anybody who want to who want to be their best optimum self, who want to be their best version of themselves. You know, yes, I have ADHD, and I wrote a book about my experience with ADHD and how to combat it through the gym. But it goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I, I realize in life, whatever you do in the gym, you're gonna do it outside. If you slack in the gym, as far as your own body to invest in your health, you gonna slack in the outside world. So it, it correlates. That's, that's the premise of the book, you know, to really increase your willpower, to get to get what you desire, face your fears, have a, a positive belief in yourself, and positive self-talk, and also look at failure as a learning experience. That's from, that's the core of my book. It's not just for people with ADHD, mm-hmm. but it's for people with a normal, normal brain who want to better themselves in life. Yeah. And then too, um, cause I, I want to definitely like highlight some of the things within your book. Um, you talk about basically coping skills, right? And so, um, yeah. you highlight like learning breathing techniques and just how beneficial that is for any and everybody. So like you said, you know, it's not just for an individual who may have a diagnosis of ADHD, um, but learning how to properly breathe to help calm down to help our amygdala um close its lid like all of these things will help us better to help decrease stress um help decrease high blood pressure like all like it's beneficial truly for each and every person um yes one thing i want to ask you daryl do you think that being diagnosed with adhd later on in life um, has a different impact on an individual versus them being diagnosed with it when they're younger? Yes, yes, I think it's a big impact. I feel like if I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. I'd, probably be, I'd probably be placed in a, um, maybe a, a special education class, which mm. is not beneficial for me because they, 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 they're, not, not, sorry, they're not really focusing on the problem, it, so it's like, I would have, I would have been bad off. I wouldn't have been in a good position. I'm glad I've done this now at my, in my adulthood because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more mature. I have more self awareness, so I know. Okay, if I'm have ADHD, let me get help. Let me seek help, and let me learn about this disorder to combat it. If I was in elementary school, diagnosed, I don't know what to do. I, I'll, I'll be, I'll probably be placed in a special ed class, and. Who knows how well my life has been in that situation. So I'm so glad. It's a big difference between being diagnosed as an adult and as a child. Mm, Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure others would maybe um, have those same sentiments for those that have been diagnosed later on in life. Um, Something else I wanted to ask you about, Daryl. In your book, so you have... um, several different chapters is there a chapter that you are like yes i really enjoyed writing this chapter 
a chapter, I would say, a chapter on the power of the mind. Because mm, okay. everything stems from that. Whatever you do in life, it all depends on the power of the mind. Mm-hmm. Everything. You could name one. If you, want to change, if you want to change eating habits, the power of the mind. If you want to get a better job, power of the mind. If you want to... Complete a, if you want to complete a goal, power of the mind. Everything around itself with the power of the mind. Without that, you you, you it's hard to be your best self and succeed in life. That is so true. Um, because I tell people, you know, um, our thoughts definitely play a big role in what we accomplish, right? What we set our mind to do. Um, because I'm like, you know, thoughts are the seeds of actions, actions become habits, you know? So like, what habits are you seeding? Cause again, like you said, like that's where the seed starts and that determines on what you accomplish in life. And I even love how, like at the beginning, um, of that chapter, which is chapter two, the power of the mind, the inconsistency excuse, you started off with a scripture, Romans 12 and two, um, and it's, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed formed by the renewing of your mind that may prove what is that that may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God and I think it's so good because it it just talks about right if if we want to do these great things dream big we have to transform our mind because it starts there like that is the foundation of our success and you know if you have those moments where you can ask like those millionaires those billionaires and you're reading those articles many of them say that that it started in their mind with them making the decision to be like okay i'm going to do this no matter what yes and that's that's the thing too you know knowing who you are like mm-hmm. yes i have adhd but it's not who i am you know my identity is i am a son a son of god and he's, he's my father so that really is my cause so i'm easy to say yes i have adhd because it don't it don't own me it is something i have Mm-hmm. So it's not my identity because my identity is in God. So that's why I'm able to change my mind, transform my mind through him. And that would help me with ADHD. If I had a negative mind, mm-hmm. there's no way the book would be created. And there's no way I'll be able to combat my disorder because my my mind is negative. And you can't really operate in a negative mind if you want to change. Yeah. What are you hoping... Um for the book to do to people? Like, what do you want them to see moving forward? I really want to break the stigma of ADHD. People think, mm. oh, people with ADHD is stupid. They can't function. Mm. But it's not true. I feel like, you know, in my opinion, ADHD is a gift. It's a it's a gift that allows me to really um, focus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a weird gift that I can't really explain. But to me, it's a gift because... If I, if I didn't have it, the book wouldn't be created, you know. And with the book, I want I want people to realize, you know, regardless of what you have with your disorder or illness or disease, that don't define who you are. You can still be your best version of yourself with the with with the um with the obstacle, but at the same time, you know, use the obstacle and convert it into good in some way. You know, you should it shouldn't be no excuse. To um to literally hold you back, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as failure, if you fail in life, don't take it as a bad thing. Take it 
take it as a learning experience so you can keep pushing forward. You know, if your self talk if your self talk to yourself is negative, you know, tell yourself you you're 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 worthy, you know, to, to increase your self esteem, you know. If you if you're fearful, you know, just be just go out there and face your fears to really develop the cap that you need to be better. So it's it's a book just to really help people to be the their best self and get mm-hmm. out of their comfort zone because Whenever you're in your comfort zone, you will never grow. If you, what's the sense of living if you never go grow and be your, your best self? There's going to be always fear in life. There's always going to be discomfort mm-hmm. and failure. But you got to take all those elements and push those to be yeah. the person you was meant to be. Yeah, that is so true. Thank you for sharing that, Daryl. Um is there anything you want to say with individuals who are diagnosed with ADHD or maybe to their family um, or others connected to them? Because I know the biggest thing I hear often from individuals is like, well, I don't want them to use that as a crutch of like why they can't do this or why they can't do that. What would you say to those individuals? I say for the family with people with ADHD, have patience with them, have empathy because and yeah, and in their eyes, they might see the person with ADHD as being, you know, insensitive or mm-hmm. being nasty or being, you know, just disrespectful. That's, that's not the case at all. A lot of times, you know, personal ADHD it affects, you know, marriages, friendships, mm-hmm. the, the workplace. The, the key is to really understand and study ADHD to really understand the person you love. That's the main key. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, they're so quick to judge people with ADHD and not really do the background check, the research on ADHD to really understand the person. Because a lot of times we misunderstood, you know. A lot of times, like I'm married, a lot of times my wife think I'm being mean or being just cold-hearted, but mm-hmm. no, it's not me being cold-hearted. You know, a lot of people with ADHD, they straightforward and honest and impulsive. So they say what's on their mind. Right. So when she did research on it, she realized, okay, he's not being mean. He's just speaking his truth impulsively. So she had to really relearn herself, okay, he's not being mean to me. It's, it's all about education, you know, mm-hmm. as far as as far as the, the families who have a, a person who, who have ADHD, but the person with ADHD, I tell them to do not give do not give up on yourself. You know, ADHD don't let it hold you back. You know, look, it's, it's gonna be hard, but look at it as a gift. You know, and just wh- whichever way the ADHD hinders you, try to combat it with you know, if you need medication, take medication. If you need therapy, go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Work at, working out is really good. Make sure you eat eating right to really combat your disorders and your symptoms. So it, it gotta be, a, it gotta be an overall education on ADHD and not be a stigma that's that's pushed away. Yeah, no, that's so real. Thank you for sharing that. Um, before we head off, can you share with the listeners what do you feel are three key ingredients a person needs to be able to evolve into their best self? Three key, the three, the three key, sorry, the three key ingredients to be your best self. Mm-hmm. What number do you one, feel they are? Number one, your mindset. Your mindset got to be positive. 
regardless. Regardless of what situation happens that's negative, always be positive in that negative situation. Have a positive outlook. Have have hope. Have courage within that mindset. Always be positive. That's number one. Number two, face your fears. Whatever your fears is, face them because you don't want to be a slave to your fear. If you're a slave to your fear, you will never live life to the fullest. Regardless of where it is, face the fears, you know. Perform self-exposure therapy on yourself. Like, for example, if you're afraid of heights, go to Six Flags and go, get on the highest roller coasters. And keep doing that until it becomes second nature and you won't be afraid of heights no more. So number one is your, your mindset, positive mindset. Number two is facing fears. And I say number three would be accepting failure. Don't let mm-hmm. failure, you know, hinder you and stop you from living life. I say this is life. Keep failing, failing, failing until you get it, you know, because it, it produces an incredible character within you. I'm so glad I failed so many times in my life mm-hmm. because it, it caused me to keep pushing forward and, yeah. and push through that. That's where the, the, the title of the book came from, In Pursuit of Grit. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what's coming your way, if you fail so many times, keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my three ingredients of being your best self. Thank you. Positive mind, facing your fears, and accepting failure as a learning experience and something that's not negative. Yeah. Thank you. And can you let the Evolvers know how they can connect with you, Daryl, on social media or through email? And then how can they purchase the book, In Pursuit of Grit, Five Ways to Transform Your Mind, Develop Your Character, and Get the Body You Desire? Desire. Yes, you can contact me through my website, www.thegritregime.com. M-E.com. They can email, email me at info at thegreatregime.com and they can purchase my book, Inclusive the Great Five Ways to Transform Your Mind, Develop Your Character, and Get the Body Desire on Amazon. It's available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon.com. Awesome. And all that information will also be in the show notes as well. Um, so thank you yes, so much. And, oh, go ahead. Oh, yes. And my my book Instagram is N I N underscore P U R S U I T underscore grit G R I T. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Daryl, for um, shedding light on your diagnosis of ADHD, especially later on in life, and the book that you wrote to help others, and not just individuals who've been diagnosed with ADHD, but this is a book really for everybody, um, because it has definitely practical tips um, and techniques in here that's beneficial for everybody across um, the lifespan. So thank you so much, and you all definitely go connect with Daryl on his Instagram um, send him an email let him know what you think about today's session with him and then purchase his book you know it might be beneficial for you or you know somebody um, who may need a little inspiration encouragement definitely um, send them one of these copies of In Pursuit of Grit and so I thank you so much Daryl for being a great guest and then you all be well 
Hey, TC listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.